0: Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Please Blow My Mind. This episode of Please Blow My Mind is brought to you by the awesome people at floatculture.co.nz. If you are in New Zealand, you need to check out the float scene and it's driven by the lovely people at floatculture.co.nz. If you're a novice floater or a floater floater, you need to touch base with them, they will sort you out. They have the REST project, you know, so supercharge your floats into something amazing Oh, the idea of floating is just so good. It's so good for you. It's just so good for you. You need to jump on FloatCulture.co.nz right now and check out all of the products and services. Join the team. The crew want to help you connect with you. This episode also brought to you by my Give a Little page. So if you didn't know, I'm raising money to purchase and renovate and kit out a caravan into a podcast studio so I can take this podcast on the road go out there talk to more interesting people around this country other countries the whole world the universe I don't even know what that means but that's okay yeah so if you want to make a donation or spread the word jump on nz and search please blow my mind podcast caravan Hopefully I pop up, <laughs> if I don't please let me know. Okay, Ah, all the adverts done. Now this week's guest is a goodie, so his name is Sam Thomas and he is the founder of The Rest Project, so it's kind of got something to do with floating, actually a lot to do with floating. Sam is a really interesting person And I think you are going to enjoy this conversation If I can just set the scene quickly Philosophy And uh, What's the other thing S- philosophy and something else is what he studied and now he runs this company that uh that tries to supercharge your floats into making you the optimal floater what am i trying to say by this so floating as i said in the advert by default if you don't do anything else then just lying in the tank relaxing it's like going for a nice stroll right? A nice gentle walk for your mind. But if you want to take it to the next level, if you want to be someone who can run that marathon in your mind, then the REST project is there to help you that's how I take it anyway and they're there to kind of supercharge uh, uh, your your float time and give you things to think about and like they have the journals and all this stuff to help you on your way. So that's only part of Sam's story. He's a really interesting person and has done some traveling, has done a lot of thinking and um, I guess for me I really enjoyed this conversation and, and I hope you do to. Now, it's important for everyone to know that I'm not trying to find really a definitive answer to all these topics that I pose. It's more just like ponderings of a wandering person, you know, trying to kind of work out where I fit in this chaos and beauty. That's probably the most accurate version of what I'm trying to do. Anyway, uh, what else is going on? I'm off to Germany tomorrow and I'm packing and it's like uh, 10 to 11 and I'm halfway through packing but I've got to do the intro for the podcast before I can pack the camera gear away etc etc but I am off to Germany tomorrow my family's been there for a month visiting other family and I'm off to see everyone and be with everyone and and I can just tell you that I'm very much looking forward to not being at my home alone I think that uh Having some time alone is cool, but not too much, you know? It just gets a little bit it gets a bit too cabin fevery. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, uh, that's that's about it from me, anything else happening? Oh, I've, I've tried to organise a couple uh, podcasts while I'm in Germany, uh, one with this professor who uh, um, is an is a expert in hate speech, I haven't quite got my head around that yet but uh, I'm thinking, I'm trying my hardest to think and um, I'm trying to jack up another conversation with a guy who had a one hit wonder um, and yeah, I just think that's interesting <laughs> as well. So enjoy this conversation with Sam Thomas. Thank you everybody for watching, listening, downloading, sharing, doing what you do for me and my little podcast. i got big dreams, uh, but I'm prepared to start at the bottom and work my way up, which is the right way around in my opinion. Okay, hope everyone's doing well. Enjoy this episode of Please Blow My Mind. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face Or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you but this freaks me out So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness It's time to blow our minds My name is Will Fleming, welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind sam joins me on the podcast hello you, you caught the bus here man that's a yeah that's a, like i feel like you're a gentleman you no, know like no, no. catch you. you don't drive uh i've just moved to auckland just recently yeah, i've all been i've been all
1: around the place in the last few months so uh yeah. i am just kicking it you know <laughs> start up life dude the bus is awesome that's awesome whereabouts are you from uh originally i'm from yeah. palmerston north oh yep And then uh, spent a wee while overseas and then spent a wee while in Christchurch Mm. as well. So that's just where I've come from basically
0: uh, before here i just did my university degree what was it like Uh, i had a quick google you know i'm not much of a researcher but something like psychology and psychology philosophy double major in arts yeah that's some next level so you did some (laughs) thinking
1: uh i did a yeah a couple couple bits of thinking and then yeah mostly just nothing
0: Mm. (laughs) which is also thinking you know like that's how we get into this kind of float world because that's what freaks me out about like float is that you're taking stuff away You know, when Mm. we live in this world where we want more, we want more, Uh, I often say on this podcast, it's quite possible if you don't want your day to end, it doesn't have to. Yeah. You can go to 24-hour things. And I heard someone say today that, you know, they cried the time that they went, you know, into the bush and they ran Mm. time Only by taking cues from the earth Right You know Because sunrise and sunset Doesn't mean squat to us now (laughs) eh? (laughs) No Isn't that strange Yeah And we ask ourselves Why we're you know not happy yeah that's the reason
1: i mean Christchurch is a little bit of a different story you can't really do everything uh 24 (laughs) hours a day there i got a comment (laughs) from a friend of mine emily hey um and she said everything closes here at about six o'clock that's
0: true in germany um things stay shut on sunday and it's like oh yeah because my wife's there visiting family yeah and she called me and she's like oh i can't go to the mall on sunday <laughs> i'm like it's probably good yeah it's probably good you know <laughs> that they keep some of those traditional things yeah what do you think about tradition like are you someone who likes to keep a bit of tradition or i guess where i'm going with this is i'm yeah. interested because i feel like and part of the thing i'm trying to work out on this podcast is mm. it seems a push to like let's chuck everything away didn't work And let's kind of rebuild something new, you know, like, and we're inspired sometimes by the Elon Musks, you know, we'll never have to burn fossil fuel again. Yeah. But then the other side is like, you know, there's a, it's not like history started yesterday. Yes, there's good and bad things that happen, but we learned lessons during the way, mm. and my concern is that we're over kind of simplifying just what we are as humans mm. and we think it's well give everyone a smartphone so we're all connected and then we'll be fine right Do you know what i mean it's like right. there's this real I, I personally feel like we're redefining what it means to be a human mm. and that kind of challenges a lot of us including myself who feels very much not like joining a team right that's what I feel like it, whether it's sports team, whether mm. it's team and your gender, you know, it's just like, well, I I, I don't want to be part of a team. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I, I guess I'll speak to the tradition thing. I, yeah. we've,
1: I've come up uh, against a lot of a lot of that. I mean, in my life, yeah. uh, traditions went to a you know public boys' school, and Truly. there's a lot of tradition there. But it, probably to speak to a point that's uh, more salient right now for me mm. is uh, is Sundays. So, All right. and this has uh, comes straight from my uh, uh, best mate Kieran, who I'm um, running the running my business with. Yep and uh we we've come to he's a freaking hard worker man like i you he, he gets up at like 8 like no I get up at 8 sorry and I see him and he's just like in his room doing work like really? already kind of thing and um we've been battling with this idea of you know a little bit of lifestyle design stuff and like weird how do you fit things in boxes yeah. where you go okay I'm going to work and I can just get I can just get down and get into the work mm. but I want to be able to do something you know and we've Kind of, he's been talking about religion in a really funny way for the last few while. Yeah, but we decided, kind of, quite organically, that we would have one day off mm. a week because we'd been doing way too much, uh, right. way too much work. You know, we just wanted to have some sort of defined date, some defined day, just every week to just. Go and do some creative stuff. Go and get out of the shop, you know. Okay. Get out of the office and um, and we decided like, what's the best day for that? And it came and it came about that It's a Sunday, you know. <laughs> um, and and so yeah, we've been having Sundays off. It's been it's been delightful, it's a very spiritual.
0: Uh, yeah. almost. Uh, but it's not, you know. True, true, true. And, um, but that's the thing, right? If you think about like, for me, that's what spiritual means. Mm, it would mean hang out with your friend. Yeah, it wouldn't mean whatever else it means yeah you know the misinterpretation and and Mm. and, you know i think about it like um yeah how far do we want to go down this hole oh we'll go a little bit down okay this is how i kind of think if there was this divine thing Mm. it'd be exactly like how i am with my kid right Right. so it's like he doesn't need to know i love him Mm. and i don't need to know He loves me. We say it every now and then. Mm. But it's not like you got to go through a test. Mm. It's more inbuilt than that. Right. You know? So anyway, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah, But that's more complicated than that. (laughs) I know. I've been trying to work through how I feel about this stuff because (laughs) I just, I feel like it's so hard because every word is owned in English. Every word means you're part of a team and I'm just trying to think of how do you speak in a way that's above that, you know, not mm. in, not above that in an arrogant way, yeah. but in like um I'm trying to learn as I go way, you know. So yeah. I guess what I wanna say is Right. Sorry, I totally hijacked what you're saying no, no, that's good. about your Sundays. No, that's good. No. <laughs>
1: I understand you, yeah. you want to like get to this point and then not have any of the stuff you're saying littered with all of the connotations and everything yes. come before it. Yeah.
0: But you can't and that's, that's yeah. going to come to. So, right? But we have, do we have to force our way to mm. say we can? Mm. Because is it prefacing it before you start a conversation on the internet to say this is not an, a podcast where we are trying to make Conclusions. Mm. It's a podcast where we're trying to have conversations, mm. and yeah, man, it's a tricky ground. It's a tricky I guess, ground. I guess to just speak to that a, a little
1: bit more, it's uh, I guess, I mean, with this thing with tradition, uh, we've been thinking a lot about it as well. I mean, it's it's sort of we come to the point where we have lots of traditions that we enjoy that we like, but mm. I, I've been coming to f- discover a lot of the traditions. Almost almost organically, like I was saying with the Sunday thing. Mm. Um, and it's sort of towards like focusing on processes yep. much more than we focus on outcomes. And so you kind of go... Okay, well, something like the Sunday thing, it's like, you know, you could see that as an outcome. Like, what is, you know, they just spend a day. It's just like, you just you just do the thing, you imitate the thing that other people do. <sighs> Whereas we're coming to, like, come, come up with these things through experience and understand them ourselves. And there's a lot of things that come out that are like that, you know. Um, I can't come up with a lot of uh, no, 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 but examples, think, you know, I, 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 but the process of coming to that realization yourself and going, damn, I wish I'd just listened. So mm. like, what's the point at, at which, you know, you just don't listen and you come up with the things that are traditional yourself. And you're like, mm. oh damn, that was a good way. <laughs> that was a, I should have just listened. Why did I spend all this time seeking the thing? I Do you mean just listening to in? you? No, listening to other people. I mean, right. like, I mean, like, man if someone had told me like a while ago that sundays would be a good way to like just de-stress and Mm -hmm. just like take back that time for yourself you know and i'd believed them Mm -hmm. i would be wouldn't be here like you know but i guess the uh the experience was the important thing with that
0: well there you go it's like you know can you can you learn a lesson without, you know, going through the lesson? It's what I always think <laughs> about parenting my kids. Right. You know, there's the side of how much is too much to mm. be around them and keeping them safe as opposed to this idea that I guess people in their 30s and 40s would say, you know, we were outside when we were kids <laughs> and we'd come back when mum would yell. Yeah. You know, which I don't actually think happened. I remember being around my mum <laughs> a lot. but But there's this kind of romanticised thing that, you know, people today are so much more cotton world, I guess, and mm. you know, I, it's it's weird because I bet the stats say kids are safer today. Yeah, I was going to say
1: you mm. know, people just used to die like, <laughs> yeah. kids just used to like go out and not come back, and you don't hear those stories, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's horrific so you know, like, yeah. get the kid to come inside maybe like before dark to stop that one in a million horrific
0: thing, you know, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah it's not a bad idea <laughs> it's just it's just um trying to I guess what you know, what I like to kind of think about is what's the what's the maximum way that I could get them to learn both, you know, to yeah. understand that not everyone is happy in this world, and mm. and 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 maybe you know, we're probably like the one percent of the world. You know, I've been thinking about you know, there's this big thing about who's got power and who's doing this, and yeah. it's like you know, the fact that we can sit in the garage and, and do a podcast and yeah. not have to worry we're you know, tonight's bus out here, you know, dude. It's, it's beautiful. like beautiful. We're winning, eh? Yeah. And and I try certainly. and try and remember that. And I think it's when you frame it like that, it doesn't matter what your real beliefs are that mm. we need to well, I personally believe that we need to find more ways to to just realise that. You know, mm. sometimes I don't think I maybe I say sometimes we. I mean I don't realise sometimes how good things are. Because when you watch the news, when you i don't know maybe maybe you've had these times but you can get really engrossed in what's happening online and maybe it's because i'm you know in that gap of someone who didn't have it growing up and then use it wrong now you know everything's Mm. literal for me and Mm. i'm like i need to tell them that they're wrong but so well you can't you can't solve everything you know (laughs) let it go Mm. i guess yeah we got deep pretty quick dude this is awesome (laughs) um okay so you pastime what's it my favorite pastime what's it? getting deep real quick oh dude it's i i think do you think people do it enough do most of the people you know like to talk deep uh i like to think they do when i'm around what about your like family like, can you have real intense conversations with...
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I definitely did a lot more when I was a bit younger. Because yeah. um, I was just, like, a little bit naive to the fact that people are just living their lives. Like, I had a big thing about money when I was younger. Like, oh, shit, you don't need money, you know? <laughs> like, not realizing, realizing naively that you did need money. You know, <laughs> you just do need it. Yeah. Like, um, and so, like, I got pretty, like boisterously in their face about that kind of stuff (laughs) not in their face in a bad way but just like can't
0: you see you know (laughs) isn't it amazing hey like if i think of myself when i was young yeah i mean the weird thing about me sam is i'm i'm like the same i'm just this weird person who's been the same most of the time and i've tried to diagnose it (laughs) Not that I'm a doctor, but I've I've tried to, like, analyze it, maybe is a better word, or self-think about it, where it's like, I'm the youngest by 11 years, Mm. so I really had people around me who took the brunt of everything bad, Mm. so I've just kind of sailed through, and... I still, I still kind of am. Yeah. Anyway, this isn't just a
1: bit. No, I had that. I had that as well. I uh, got to learn from the mistakes of my brothers, uh, notably my oldest brother. I remember yeah. there was something with uh, vacuuming vomit one time, which uh, you guys will know about.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Lots of um, shit. Never out. done it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, uh, what's the deal with like? How do you find your way into the float world? Because um, this is the funny thing on this podcast where Float Culture is now the sponsor and I'm hooking the audience up with some free floats and they're probably going to cross your path or I don't know. But that's something I never heard about probably until the Joe Rogan podcast came out, which is he's widely accredited for, I guess, being a good spokesman. But how does that enter your world? Are you kind of like… Yeah, how 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 did you find your way into the float tank? I
1: mean, a uh, long story or short, like oh. I'll, I'll try and uh, I'll try and sum it up for you. <laughs> no, I was really interested. I mean, high school was a really interesting time, I guess, for me. Mm. Uh, I was reasonably sort of uh, athletically gifted, which at the school was just like they yeah. loved it. You know, yeah. they just put you on a pedestal, and my brothers were sort of. Um, you know, had harder times because they were in different sort of areas. Right. And I was really interested in the way that they um, treated me given my, you know, sort of athletic sense. Mm. Anyways, um, I, so I kind of like branched out and sort of was wondering what, you know, what it was to, uh, or like trying to work my way into some pretty weird places. I mean, I got into choir and stuff. Mm. My brother did that. But like, I wanted to do some sort of weird and interesting things and push, I guess, my personality in a big mm. way. Um, and that just became a fascination for me I I think I started to sort of like I couldn't read you know like like I mean I could read but yeah, I couldn't yeah, like yeah, get yeah. through a damn book until yeah. I was about 16 or 17 yeah. and I just got into these kind of weird spaces with friends and um, you know tried to just meet a lot of different people and and that sort of opened my eyes to a lot of like you know reading and literature and I never got great at it but just that feeling of going from like not being able to focus on a book to like mm. to like a little bit and then a little bit more and right. and how that like just affected the way that i saw the world was just incredible even the most you know menial of books most sort of uh, boring kind of you know i remember uh they're not like boring but they are they're a bit uh you know just a bit basic i suppose mm, mm. but they would just change me you know <laughs> in quite a profound way at the time and um yeah and so like that whole process of of going from like not having your consciousness shaped by Uh, certain ideas certain uh, feelings certain like things that you would focus on in situations to having that Mm. was just the most profound sort of experience you know uh, like quite quite concrete um, which I didn't find a lot of people sort of having around me I guess and I was just interested in it you know and so I went to uh, Thailand for a year, I, I that's, wow. yeah, that was my uh, post post high school Dude, idea. Yeah, went to Thailand with a good friend of mine. We, uh, and and then the second process of this kind of same um, theme was brought about. So I learned Thai, um, for the year that I was there. I got really, really deep into language learning, and just absolutely loved. I mean, man, there's some things, there's some little steps that you get in language learning yeah. when a word starts to take on all of the moments that you've heard that word is one of the most sort of eye-opening experiences, one of the most like just viscerally kind of like you know I just want to like mm. you can buy it down on a mm. word you know and it's got this taste and this and, and those kind of things you know I uh, just remember when I f- first got words but not just got them like I could translate them but got them like I knew them yeah. like another sort of personality thing where you just go man I'm I'm changed forever mm. because of this mm. sort of like opening a space somewhere and and filling it with uh, sort of meaning I suppose yeah bro and so yeah yeah, then I uh, took that kind of idea of of uh, expansion and really figuring out what what it was to sort of grow in the, in those areas and what what it was to sort of develop and and all throughout I'd kind of been um I'd kind of been. Uh, interested in guys like Tim Ferris. I don't right. know if you know yep, Tim yep, Ferris yep. very much, but I had some. Uh, you know, like I've never been too focused. I've never been too conscientious, I suppose. And so I found this, and I and I've since found it in a lot of other people. This sort of um masturbatory way in which we take in information, right. like Tim Ferris. Right. It's uh, it's it's sort of like. You know, we just listen to it and just pour through it and go, oh, I'm going to be such a good person, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and then nothing really eventuates. <laughs> and, um, you know, and you just go, yeah, there's and, and or you just get the, the goods of yeah. the feeling like yeah. you could do that thing. And, and, and just like a year, two years down the track, I just got sick of it because I just enjoyed it so much yeah. yet. I never changed because of it
0: wow that's interesting i hadn't considered that Mm. i'd only considered the positives of this free long-form conversation i hadn't considered that it was giving you the endorphin or taking your endorphins Mm. so that you didn't have them to do something (laughs) yeah sorry yeah it
1: takes your attention absolutely Mm. i mean um and then And then, yeah, so I was, like, Tim Ferriss, like, I just, like, all of these things down this far end. And one of the things I realized about Tim Ferriss was that, like, on the personality scale, that dude is, like, so far along on the conscientiousness side of things. Mm. Like, I mean, I think he was pretty much, uh, like, tracking every single meal he ate every day at the age of, like, 15 You know, and we try and tack and we were trying to, I was trying to, as a, um, as a fifteen year old who was eating uh, Nutella Rolls for most meals <laughs> when I was fifteen. Uh, um, I was trying to tack his like far end like tips and tricks on the sort of uh, which he was putting on top of this incredible personality of conscientiousness. Right. And right. So yeah, I was wondering I was wondering what it was that I needed to what how to get to the point where I could Be that kind of guy, Mm. where I could then start to add some of his beautiful tips and tricks, which you know can, uh, you know can increase your productivity, can like change up your lifestyle so incredibly. Mm. But there's like a process before that where you have to get the conscientiousness of him, you know. Um, and so I did a lot of uh, mindfulness stuff. I got really deeply into that. Um, in my psychology degree, and really trying to understand. Uh, yeah, where, where we could make gains in terms of getting to those kind of points with consistency, uh, yeah, consistency of behaviors and all that kind of thing. And, and you've got tools like mindfulness and there's this uh, quite amazing book by a guy called Richard Davidson who's a psychologist from the University of Wisconsin, I believe. Cool. Uh, he's an amazing guy. He's basically come up with these sort of meditations for uh, – building building out different sort of like aspects of your psychology aspects of your emotional styles he calls it but it's things like focus and and resilience even can can be sort of impacted by these different types of meditations um so i was running classes um in that for my last year of uh university dude and then uh yeah and then uh what do we do we i floated one time and i was just like (laughs) Gotcha. There it is. Damn it. <laughs> Hooked me in, you know. Oh, man. It was quite funny, eh? Because um, the guy who I'm now in business with, Kieran, he uh, talked to me like a night. We were Skyping. And then the next morning I come into university and um, there's this big, big old pod in uh, university. And I'm like, what is this? Oh, the, the, those things that Kieran was talking about last <laughs> night. That's right. He did those, did that float <laughs> thing. And then this guy, Tim Bateman, who's a crusader. Um, who owns the place in Christchurch, was there. And we got to talking and I was like, oh, I study psychology, this stuff's cool. And uh, he was offering two for one deals and so I uh, <laughs> so I got a two for one deal uh, nice. took a lady on a date yeah boom. It, boom first date couple, wow
0: are there a couple um, there are but you can't th- take a girl on a first date to a couple one. <laughs> true that true that yeah <laughs> on that note could we just put a pin in it and we'll take a sh- little short break while Absolutely. we're talking about floats and uh, I'd like to play you guys a little advert um, for float culture now it'll be interesting after we return just to pick your brains on some of the things that I think around float culture and particularly in floating uh i'm I'm prepared to be wrong about a few things i'm excited for you to be (laughs) thank you excellent enjoy the advert and we'll be back in about one minute we think life is about having the latest phone self-driving car a fat-free carefree think-free living trying to explain the complexity of the world in about 140 characters guess what 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 life is way deeper than that To understand what we need as humans and how deep the human hole goes, we need to look inwards. We need to look at floating as a way to cut everything out, turn off the machine and be with nothing. That's better. Now let's start this baby on engines three, two, one, up and away. You see, life is busy, but floating gives us a superpowered, hypercharged connection with our mind that can relieve stress by simply doing nothing. If you want to explore your mind and the float culture of New Zealand, then jump onto floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. That's floatculture.co.nz. It's one small step for man, one giant leap
1: for mankind
0: okay boom if you're interested in catching and in, uh, catching or having a float catching your mind and having a float uh, jump on floatculture.co.nz uh who knows maybe one day you'll see sam rolling around that place yep. now sam let me ask you something about floating tell mm. me tell, tell me how i'm right or wrong here yep so here's what i propose um someone in their 30s or 40s busy stressed up to the eyeballs and mortgage gets to you know have a bit of peace and quiet in the car but fills that in with maybe this podcast or Hmm. you know those silly radio stations um i've pitched it to them and myself Hmm. as look if you don't want to go down the idea of investigating mindfulness or meditation or you know yoga or stretching or doing anything which requires you to focus Hmm. Go to a float tank because by default, at a minimum, it will take all the garbage away Mm. and you'll have less work to get into a zone. Mm. Thoughts? Yeah, no, nailed it. Yeah, perfect. Oh, there I was you a bit worried about that. No, no, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Buy, yeah, at
1: the absolute minimum, we'll take away the garbage. Yeah, right, certainly. right. Because
0: you can always go level two, three, four, certainly. which is ultimately, you know, uh, and this is something I want to kind of talk to you about. and It mm. might be a bit of a red flag. but yes. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. That's good to know. Look, if you're just finding your journey and, and you know, you want to make a small win, taking an hour out of your week to just have with your mind mm. is a good start right Definitely. like you can and you know people have said to me you know i could just hear myself breathing and it was strange because i've never <laughs> heard myself breathe and i'm like true is that lance it was lance, yeah, it was lance. i yeah. saw that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he's uh he's a great guy yeah, yeah and he that was he did he talk to you is that yeah, the, he did the talk same, to me yeah, that's yeah, sweet, sweet. yeah 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 no he's um He's just so good looking that man Anyway let me tell you <laughs> Let me talk to you a little bit about So we've got floating right And we've got this idea of connecting with oneself I'm just going to say it I've never I've heard a lot about like psychedelics Right And um, You know Going on this different type of journey Now mm. if I could just set the scene to myself I'm someone who um, had a probably maximum You know got addicted to Uh Um, Nicotine Mm -hmm. Because that's what you did when you Mm -hmm. grew up in the 90s uh, And probably Had a little bit of weed but was Too kind of like I don't know what it was, but Mm. I felt like I could tell if someone was lying and I didn't like seeing micro expressions. (laughs) So I'd look at you and everyone would say, how are you? And they'd say, good. And I thought I could tell that you're not really good. Yeah. Or it just freaked me out. I thought it would be a great Netflix show one day where, Mm. you know, like a cop has to get stoned before he goes into (laughs) the lie. Anyway, so I I imagine he's like a flower shirt on. Maybe that's (laughs) me one day. Um, but, But the thing that I've been hearing a lot online is this idea you know like guys like sam harris and mm. that i don't know if you listening mm. to those guys but they talk about these big psychedelic journeys they've been right. on right and it freaks me out because they talk about this idea of you get catapulted mm. but then you know i guess there's a bit of trust that you'll have enough mental stability to come back together yeah and so when you do a bit of googling you can pretty much see like a split there's yep. some people who say don't dabble in that unless right. you're prepared to dabble in the universe forever <laughs> and the others are like well you know It may uncover something in you, Mm. uh, but it may not, you Mm. know. So I just kind of sit here. Now, how do we talk about this without talking about this? What's your kind of position on all that stuff? You must have at least come across that those worlds at some point interlink? Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, so I guess um, historically. Mm. So we've got a guy called John Lilly who's the inventor of uh, float tanks. uh, Floated in 19 – or built it in 1958. And uh, he was what they call a big old psychonaut. Right, so, psychonaut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. add that to your vocabulary. <laughs> um, and the interesting thing about uh, this, well, that was he was really, really deep into mm. the psychedelic revolution at that time. And, uh, and he has done a lot, a lot, a lot of drugs in the uh, float pod. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of followers and he, he sort of did it for a complete exploration um and potentially it's because he was one of the one to three percent of people who hallucinate in pods right right. um but we've got these we've got this uh, sort of phenomena where people some people do hallucinate in float pods um and so that's one of the reasons why they do interlink a little bit Mm. um and also um like one of the things that they do when they do psychedelic research is that they uh and the way that they build these build out these psychedelic scenarios you know so um is that they will put on um they'll put on some dark glasses and they'll put on like music and so so it's trying to um take the experience like say they're doing a mushroom trial or something Mm -hmm. i I know that they've done one for um for terminally ill cancer patients Right. right you've heard of that um and they'll do things where they try to sensory deprive, because it turns the uh, the sort of focal point of the of the trip inwards, um, and so that's one of the other ways in which uh, uh, in which float tanks are kind of uh, connected to the idea. So yeah, there's um, one side of things where it's uh, definitely you know hallucinations and stuff, and then the other side where it's actually a good place for doing uh, psychedelics for mm-hmm. some people.
0: And I guess there's current research happening, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Maybe it will shape the way we do things. You know, like I've heard some kind of things, and I preface it with all, like, when I say I heard, Mm. you know, (laughs) I can't, uh, like, prove all of this stuff again. I only say that because you'd hate for someone to think the wrong way about it and say, mm. well, you're talking about that. And, mm. You know, it's a fact. It's not. Mm. It's a podcast fact. Right. But uh, but talking about, you know, there's these um, kind of war vets who come mm. back and there's, you know, these kind of things they can give them and they mm. go on these day-long mm. adventures in their mind and mm. spew it out and poo it out and at the yeah. end they've, 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 something's happened, you know, and mm. you can only think, well, it's not like we invented it. Mm. They all seem to... Have tradition and old Traditions mm, you know it's mm, funny we bring Up mm, traditions again and mm. it's like well Which ones do we keep and which ones right, Do we wipe out if right. we're gonna build The Elon Musk world you mm, know mm. So it's, it's interesting to think about I mean I'm not really sure where I sit on it I'd like to think that I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are certainly reputable
1: scientists who believe and right, probably rightly so, in at least some scenarios that uh, you, the use of psychedelics uh, can help some things. I mean, I recently I uh, heard of a study where uh, I'm not too sure of the sample size here, guys. I'm not too mm-hmm. sure of that kind of stuff, but uh, it was it was a thing on smoky cessation. So. Getting to people to try and quit smoke, smoking through yep. uh, administering psilocybin, right, which is a mushrooms, right? Um, and so they found that there was an eighty uh, five percent remission, or not, what's the cessation rate uh, in the in the population and mm. the people who were treated with one dose of psilocybin, wow. which is quite incredible. And, and the other thing, I mean. Um, This is just me quoting uh, a thing I heard from Jordan Peterson saying it like that it was a, uh, it was mediated through, which means that it only happened if there was some sort of mystical experience. So if there was some sort of subjective mystical experience, Mm -hmm. they, they, you know, had sort of a sensed presence or some sort of like feeling of oneness, I suppose. And so, you know, it was reliably mediated. Like if you didn't have a feeling of this mystical experience, then you didn't have it. Right. If you did, you get, you know, you're going to stop smoking yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. through this one thing, which is, you know, I mean, pretty interesting,
0: I guess it's like most things, right? You've, um, um, proper, proper acknowledgement. To the power and dangers of things like mm. a like a fast car, mm. you will build your way up and you do it mm. under supervision. And mm. if I was ever to travel down that road, yeah. I'd I'd like to hope that you know one of the thousand people I talk to may mm. be an expert and mm. and can you know because at the end of the day it's like well I do want to experience what life has to offer, mm. um, and and if I'm really just a meat sack. Then cool. Yeah. But I'll, I'll embrace that meat <laughs> sack, you know. Um, <laughs> meat sack, with, you know, a lot of good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so what's the company that you started with your pal?
1: with my pal we're called the rest project yeah um so the way i got into that was so i guess picking up from from where we left off Mm. um i floated in november 2016 and i was i was hooked you know and i was like i was kind of i was chewing the air off the woman who was there the reception uh, desk another shout out hey sharon um and a lot of shout outs i love it just tag Um, all those people online exactly exactly (laughs) um and I was, uh, and I was wondering how I could do it better. You know, I was wondering what they could tell me about, like how often I should do it. uh, What should I, what I should do in there. I was kind of telling her, basically detailing this idea like, man, they should have like a psychologist just sitting in an office and just taking people through and like talking to them and like r- really administering these kind of things. Um, and they weren't really able to give me too much. Um, at the time, they gave me a bit of information about research and stuff and uh, being, uh, you know, uh, right in the thick of my psychology mm-hmm. degree, I decided to go um, deep in and research it. Awesome. And uh, found that there were some great things and great insights that weren't exactly being used in the way that they were administering things Mm. so um i mean concrete example of this is sort of with uh, a lot of anxiety sufferers so they did one um piece of research in 2016 on anxiety um treatment and one of the things that they found was that um a 6 week program was pretty good for anxiety they had a 37% remission rate from generalized anxiety disorder and now that's only with a uh, sample of or an n of 26 in the treatment group so only a small amount it was a pilot study of, of people but they did find you know remission in it mm. and um but they did a, what's called a phenomenological study. So they um, also paired that with uh, long, long-form interviews with the, with the uh, wow. people who went through it just to understand what the experience was like. And what they came up with was the idea, or quite um, reliably amongst the group, was that the first sort of four to five floats weren't exactly comfortable in float for these people. And, and it's sort of, I mean, it's sort of intuitive almost like leave an anxious person with their own brain and, mm. and are they going to have a good experience when True. they're in that position you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Um, and so I found that to be a disservice to the people who could break down that barrier because yep. the the you know the experiences that these, that these people had after that point after that barrier at which they um, felt comfortable with the situation was just phenomenal some of them had the deepest you know deepest of insights the, mm. the sort of like real really changed the ways that they, you know, uh, related to people. Right. Uh, sort of uh, feelings of assertiveness were incredible. You know, I don't have to do this for mm. these kinds of people. Mm. And um, and I just found that it was, you know, an amazing tool and quite a reputable tool in terms of the research. I mean, it's been researched since 1958. True. Born out of science, um, the, the float tanks. And so um, there was just no sort of central entity that was working hard on this problem of if we've got diverse needs, how do we actually get the most out of our floaters? Mm. So uh, that's that's our main purpose as, as the rest project is to go and people who want so stuff cool. out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so
0: proud to <laughs> I'm so proud that um, you know we can be two males and mm. our one objective is not to be all blacks. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Even <laughs> yeah. though in another era we're the right builds yeah right, right? I'm, I'm, really- I'm i'm i certainly am <laughs> <laughs> i just have a bit of extra panic no 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 <laughs> i've done too many floats yeah. at kfc <laughs> no i haven't um,
1: uh i haven't um eaten you know i haven't really been working on the bod so much recently <laughs> you know I'm working on the mine.
0: Well, you know, and, and would you agree that it is certainly a balance? You know, like, uh, so one of the things that I try and do every now and then with my kids is we'll go climb a little hill and look at a sunrise mm. or or look really far. Because although it's not, I don't have science to back me up. I have <laughs> dad science, which yeah. I'm like, your eyes and my eyes can't just be here. Yeah. on computers and our devices, like look far, you know, it's yeah. what we're arguably built for but you know i just i guess the thing is um i always going to reach these points in the conversation where the best i can do is to say um it's just really complicated you Hmm. know and it, and you know i just try and break things down into um where you can add a float into your life and that'll make it a little bit better right you can uh you know um Jimmy hunt once told me stop driving home listening to something wind your window down and feel the wind on your face Mm. You don't need to try for that Mm. and 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 I guess when I hear your story about you know um, You traveling away and getting really deep into language Mm. I'm like does it really take so much input for a better output? Mm. You know, why are we not able to channel these things by default and why is it so easy for us? you know as humans to Mm. To like all of a sudden Confine ourselves in a box that's not Good for us mm. it seems to be That's more the way we Lean on mm. at least that's what it feels Like you know like mm. uh I remember hearing this thing about A fella who started up a company called Time well spent or something Yeah and I, I um, know one. Yeah. You know it was basically this thing where <laughs> Your phone shouldn't Notify you the first thing in the morning Saying you got a notification mm it should basically say hey man you're breathing shallow yeah here's what i recommend
1: right right
0: right and and i just think i just think it seems to be there's more of an effort to do that you Mm. know it's more of an effort to not have your phone next to you because of the perceived um positives you Mm. know and that's why i mean it's not like i'm down on it all i'm just like yeah you you open up and you have a look inside this thing and i get it why people don't want to think about it you know but mm. i still think it's not an excuse to right. to not think deeply or yeah. at least try yep. you know so yeah mm. man yeah i i mean
1: to talk to that mm. it's hard to really understand to what extent we are living in worse ways mm-hmm. you know and to what extent that the iphone and everything is r- is actually producing worse effects i mean right, right there's probably you know there's a lot of psychology out there in terms of the specific effects of what um you know these are sort of short-term uh things or these short-term effects of you know uh stimulation and things mm. are on the on the mind i mean i remember doing one uh, piece of research where you um we were actually test subjects for uh, for credit and you had to post a selfie on Instagram and then they like EEG measured your um, measured, I don't know what they were measuring, but Something. they you, they measured they you, there were two groups one of the groups had lots of likes like it just, it was a um, an artificial machine giving you likes from your friends or whatever, mm. they set it up really well and then the other half, and they measured like what was different kind of thing, so I mean you can probably, um extrapolate out from that and mm-hmm. say oh yeah I guess this is happening all the time mm. but I don't know I think we're learning to generally work more consciously with those and, and it's a learning process I mean mm. it's 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 crazy to find yourself you know five six seven eight years into the smartphone <laughs> yeah. sort of revolution and um and to finally be kind of catching yourself and going, oh, that was cr- that was so good, oh. <laughs> that was crazy. But um, I don't want to do that anymore, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a, it's you know it's certainly a process of finding your feet in that kind of world. And I think it's you know it's certainly leading to a lot of great things. I mean, connections like this, right? True that, bro. <laughs> True that. Um, and I guess it's just you know what are the um what are the sort of personality characteristics now that. Uh, the iphone revolution is uh is selecting for and and what that probably means is you know is it going to push us to actually be a bit more uh a bit less distractible you know and isn't that a good thing you know um it's actually selecting for us to if we can do this thing right and do this thing intentionally Mm. then uh you know actually we're going to come out of this with a whole bunch of great habits of mind of knowing that we have that sort of inbuilt propensity towards distraction right um and and allows us to confront that I guess in yeah a sense.
0: it's it's uh, you know I said something about parenting before about how you how I have to balance being overbearing as a father meaning mm. supportive and let them fly on their own mm. but um, does overbearing and supportive go or is that one of those faux pas which I'm not overbearing I love my kids um, but, but I guess the thing is is that you're gonna uh, use anything for something else so for example we might all self realize that it's too much time online, so you'll build a strategy around that, you know, mm. and that's the thing, you know, I don't want to bring up the the Trump word, but, I feel like that ignited a bunch of people regardless what your political mm. views are mm. um even more so that we've got to have more conversations and right. do more com you know more talk about what does it mean to have a free society what is all this mm. stuff and it's the first time i started looking at our rules here yeah right you know what is free speech yeah. oh we don't actually have a, it it's something else the way right. we call it you know yep. but then you know you start getting into people's interpretations and i'm like the the uh, the most i can hope for is I really do hope, and I don't know if it's the way, but be nice if the rulemakers had these kind of conversations. Mm. I hope they do.
1: But I, b- I believe they. I reckon. certainly believe they do. Okay, well that's cool. It's absolutely, yeah. it's just they're stuck in the bureaucratic mess of what it is to yeah. have to answer to thousands and thousands, and thousands of constituents. You mm. know, I mean, you would not find one politician. Uh, Okay, you may find one politician. <laughs> but you wouldn't find, you know, a lot of politicians who didn't care deeply and honestly about the nature of people and the nature of being. Mm. I mean, I, I've met a couple in the in the times that I've seen people, you know, it's a, it's a tough, stupid, hard profession that people never get thanked for. It's mm. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of yeah. work for nothing. And, you know, I just think, I mean, it's a systemic thing um, that politics is hard, but politics is necessarily hard, I guess. Mm. And so, and I think they do an incredibly
0: right. good job, right? For most of my life, I used to think it was ridiculous, and I was guilty of oversimplifying. Mm. Like, you silly big babies, what are you yeah. doing? But then I heard, um, I think it might have been Jordan Peterson or someone else frame mm. it up like, like that they're verbally fighting so they don't have to physically fight mm. or something <laughs> like that, right, you know? Right. And I was like, oh uh, yeah, so yeah, like maybe, yeah. You know? um, well, I think it's never going to be a problem for us to talk, which is uh, hopefully we can have these <laughs> ongoing discussions. We're, yeah. we're coming up to 40 minutes, so yeah. we'll kind of gently wrap it up. I uh, hope we've got enough in there. Yeah, I think we're going to have so. to do a part two sometime. Yeah, probably. And, uh, you know, get the caravan and we'll just go part three. Yeah, there, there you uh, go. We'll, you know, you can be hopefully my first return guest. <laughs> uh, I try and ask every guest, you know, just because... Um, what's one moment if you took you know just a few seconds to reflect that uh, blew your mind in a way which you could not see the world the same way i guess that's at the heart of this podcast i'm trying to find practical examples that people can reflect in their own life and say oh i'm like this because of that Mm. do you have like a moment where something changed you changed the way you think about the world forever it was uh, yeah, I mean, it was
1: probably the first time I was able to meditate for ten minutes a day longer than about two to three weeks, you know uh, you're just that from a from a novice meditator to about three weeks of solid solid meditating, uh, and you just feel your mind start to go and you feel decisions start to go. You know, like Mm. feel decisions start to go. I have uh, a chance. I had this gap between what I see and what I can feel. Um, That's certainly the most profound uh, sort of experience, uh, concrete psychological experience that I've Mm. I've ever had. Yeah,
0: awesome. Hey, man, it's been fun chatting to you. Thank you for catching the bus all the way all the way (laughs) to my house. No problem. Uh, Where can people follow you if they're like, I got to get some more Sam on the
1: daily. Cool. Um, You can email me at sam at the rest project nz.com. you can follow the rest project on facebook you can also like my personal music page Boom. sammy t sammy <laughs> t music so oh, that's there you awesome.
0: go sweet as well thanks everybody for listening and watching uh you know i don't end these things by saying hope you got something out of it um it was just cool that you could join along and um hang out with us virtually however yeah. weird that sounds um, cheers guys sam, thanks very much again bro much love cheers just quickly before i do my big ask Let me tell you a bit about me. My name is Will Fleming and I'm almost 38 years old. I love my family and my job as a video creator. I'm slowly turning into a grumpy old man who can't tolerate how society is being oversimplified and undercomplicated because people can't be bothered looking up and saying hi. Get off my lawn. So my plan is to have more awesome conversations with amazing people inside a caravan built in a mobile podcast studio and that's where I need your help. (sighs) So let me break down my big idea a little more. It's a mobile podcast live stream caravan. Imagine a road with a caravan. And inside that caravan on a road is a podcast studio with two beautiful people. You see, we don't need more clickbait, short form, oversimplified, oversimplified chicken nugget type content off one size fits all. What we need is long form, interesting content that puts the human back into the internet. But I need your help. I need your help, bro. And it all starts by building this mobile studio. And thanks to the magic of dad science, I've worked out exactly what I need. I need One million dollars. I need you to help donate what you can to raise $10,000 to buy an old caravan, do it up and invite you on a road trip of ideas that will blow your mind. The question I have is Will you back me up? Will you help me? If the answer is yes,
1: yes, yes, yes!
0: Then please click on my Give a Little page and donate what you can to make this dream come true. Do it! Just do it! Okay, catch you later.